9.10 p.m. You now tuned into the best podcast on earth. Like I said, you're now tuned into the best podcast on earth. Shout out to everybody that's on Instagram that'll soon be tuning in. Shout out to everybody that's out there. Um, the podcast on Apple iTunes, you can catch that. You can catch um, the podcast on Google Play. You can catch the podcast on, on Anchor. I need I keep going on. You can catch the podcast on Stitcher. You can catch the podcast on Amazon Movies. Amazon TV. Click on that joint. Check us out on Amazon. You know what I mean? Tonight, you know, yesterday we talked about that um, situation, the massacres that happened. Tonight, we're going to lighten it up tonight. We're going to talk about this guy, Max Kellerman. I'm watching, I'm watching um, Max talk about Kobe Bryant. And he basically discredited Kobe Bryant's entire career. Everything that that man worked for, everything that that man stood for, everything that that man put in, all the work he put in, he denied him. So Max basically shitted on Kobe. You guys can check it out. So the girl, Molly Molly Quirm, excuse me, she walked off the set. She got so aggravated, she left. She was gone. She was gone. She walked off the set. And she had enough of him. She had enough of him. Because this boy Max is like, I don't know. Is he credible? Do we do we consider him as a credible source when we're when we're talking sports? I know Max comes from like the HBO era. He's he's into boxing and all that. Yeah, he watches a couple of basketball games and a few football games. But I think a lot of these guys I think a lot of these guys are starting to get it a little twisted. You know, they think that they have the platform to voice their opinion, which they do. And when they voice their opinion, they're being a little too... They're making themselves sound stupid, to be honest with you. I watch this show a lot. And I watch Max talk a lot of crap. I watch Max say the most stupidest stuff. Between him and the basketball player, the center dude, I talked about him a couple of times, a couple of podcasts ago. I don't even know his name, but between him and the guy, the center, I think these dudes are the worst people on te- on television. They are the worst people on television when it comes to analyzing sports. Because a lot of these people, what they want to do now is they want to get, they get these college degrees and they think that they their college degrees are going to make them make sense when they talk. Everything is analytics. Analytic this, analytic that. Numbers this, numbers that. He shot this much from the three throw line, so he's not better than LeBron. Kobe, he said, is not one of the greatest players in the NBA. He said the great one of the top ten players in the NBA. He's not one of the greatest top ten. You can say that. You can say that. But as the era, as the years move forward, the players progress. The strength is different. Like LeBron James, 
will probably abuse Michael Jordan on a basketball court. Now, is LeBron James a better basketball player than Michael Jordan? Maybe he's not. Maybe he's not. But I'm going to tell you one thing. Michael Jordan wasn't standing under that basket when LeBron James came to the hole. People say this about Wilt Chamberlain, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Bill Russell. They try to compare these skinny guys to Shaquille O'Neal, who is seven foot, 300-something pounds. There's no way you're going to tell me a guy that's... This guy's 300 pounds, muscle. 300 pounds, muscle. So there's no way you can tell me that Wilt Chamberlain can match up physically against Shaquille O'Neal. It just can't happen. It's just impossible. It's impossible. So Wilt would have to Wilt would have to try to outskill Shaq. Well, I try to outfinesse Shaq. Olajuwon had the upper hand on Shaquille O'Neal. But now when you you can't even compare Olajuwon to Wilt Chamberlain. Olajuwon would have ran circles around these dudes. These dudes were physically stronger. There's no way you can compare, you can say Kobe Bryant is a, one of the worst players in this decade because it all stemmed down to this all three, this team defense, team three thing. That You know, the internet always posts some dumb shit up. Team top, all team defense and all this stuff. These guys just be making stuff up. These are a bunch of guys on the computer that sit around and eating potato chips and drinking beer, and then they just sit around and they make this stuff up. You got to watch who you get your information from. You have to watch who you get your information from. You can't sit there and take information from the Internet and think that it's credible. It's not all the time. Sometimes it's a bunch of nonsense. It's a bunch of nonsense. So like I'm saying, in that era, when you compare Michael Jordan to LeBron James, yeah, Michael Jordan was better than him in that time period. You can say that. That's your opinion. But LeBron James is a beast. This dude is huge. He's a small forward. He's not a shooting guard. He's a small forward. And LeBron James would truck over Michael Jordan. Yeah, Michael Jordan is all defensive player like about three times, four times. But okay, so what? You got to look at the skill set of these guys now. You got to look at the skill set. See, these dudes, it's a lot of, it's, and then it, you know what it is? A lot of people put their emotions into this, into their favorite player. You know, you got a lot of old guys that think Jordan was the best player in the world. You know what I mean? You got a lot of the young guys that say different. Nah, these young guys is with Team LeBron. It's their era. It's their era. It's their era. So it's going to be a big debate. It's a huge, huge gap when it comes to sports and age. Because the guys from the 70s and 80s think Dr. J was better than Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan will, 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 will tear Dr. J up. tear my Dr. J. So when you talk about guys like Penny Hardaway, um, you know, 
Penny Hardaway was okay. He was all right. What cut his game short was his injuries. His injuries cut his game short. Penny Hardaway could have been the best point guard. Maybe of he could have been the best point guard in an era. But he's just a he's just Penny Hardaway is just like a vision now. He's a fantasy. You gotta visualize what he is. All he is is a sneaker brand now. You know what I mean? When he was with Orlando, he got hurt. He had Shaq. He had everything going for them. They lost. Lakers stole Shaq from Orlando. Penny Hardaway's game declined. Penny Hardaway had that bad, that bad knee injury that ruined everything. He went to Phoenix. He had he played okay. But then he met Kobe Bryant. You know, Kobe Bryant embarrassed a lot of players. He put a lot of players on the do not play again list. Don't touch the ball no more. Kobe Bryant flat out embarrassed basketball players. And I can name a few people for you. Because the guy Max Kellerman made it look like Kobe wasn't shit. So we're going to run through some names. You got Steve Smith. You got Stacey Augman. You got Byron Russell. You got... You got Scottie Pippen. We can keep on going. You got Penny Hardaway. Kobe Bryant bodied these dudes and ended their career. Their career was short-lived after that man got the ball and after he got his game polished, when he sat back and said, you know what? I got to focus on basketball. Nobody wanted to see this guy on the basketball court. Allen Iverson called him a straight killer. You know? So, you know, you got these guys in the NBA right now that, um, like I said, it's hard to compare. It's hard to compare generations because the generations, it only gets better. It only gets better. You know? You got to think about it. Dr. J played in Converse's. That was the cheap Converse's. These dudes got wheels now. They got sneakers that make them jump out the gym. You can't do that with no Converse All-Stars. You can't jump out the gym with no Converse All-Stars. You'll break your ankle. You try playing in them. You know? You'll, you'll mess your foot up. Your whole foot will just, will just break. You got to play in something with cushion. So the whole dynamics of the game is different. You know, the dynamics of the game is different. LeBron James, in my opinion, will, will, will wear Michael Jordan down physically. He'll just back him down, back him down, back him down, spin, boom. It's nothing for him to jump out the gym and just dunk it on Jordan. You know, Mike was a defensive player, but he ain't standing in no rim. You know, LeBron James come to that basket, oh no, you move it. So, you know what I'm saying? When I, when I listen to guys like Max Kellerman, I'm just like, damn, dog, like, you got all that education and you're not even using it right. You on TV just spewing dirt on people's names and you don't even know what's, what's the situation. Is. You're not even explaining it to them. You're not even giving people a thorough breakdown. You're not giving people a thorough breakdown and you're, and you're a professional analyst. You know, so when the lady Molly walked off the set, I agree with her. She should have walked off the set. She should have walked off the set because he said Kobe Bryant was whack. 
There's no way you can call this guy whack. He's not whack. It's crazy. You know, I like a lot of these guys are like bootleg. A bootleg, um, you know the guy. You know the you know the bull from first take. They're bootleg him. You know? They're not they're they they're they're just carbon copies. You know, and it, it's really sad that nobody can be original. That nobody can be original and just be themselves when they're on TV. It's crazy. You know? Stephen A. Smith. That's the guy that I'm talking about. Stephen A. Smith. A lot of these guys are bootleg Stephen A. Smiths. Everybody is trying to be like Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith is not even Stephen A. Smith. He's just a character that he just plays on his TV. Man, I swear, I'm telling you guys, it's TV. Stephen A. Smith is not Stephen A. Smith. Let's be clear, man. He had to build that up so he can be popular on TV. So he could be popular. So he could be on TV 24 hours a day. He's not Stephen A. Smith. You know? He does follow a script. So now, um, he follows a script. Trust me, he really does. He follow he follows a script. You know, I got I like 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 um somebody said on, on my Instagram live, what about Baron Davis? Baron Davis was okay. He was alright. He was okay. He was he was for for his size, he did it all. You know, because there's not too many guys his size that can run that point guard the way he did. And Baron Davis was a round type player. He was a he was a round basketball player. He was like a small version of Charles Barkley. You know, he was a small version of Charles Barkley. So when you got guys like Baron Davis, they don't really last too long at that point guard position. But Baron lasted. He lasted and he did a good job. You know, he dunked on a few people. He was above the rim. He dunked on Kevin Garnett. He dunked on Andre Kinkalero, Karolinko. I mean, he brought it to the game at a high level. He was one of them guys that can really, really hoop. You know, man, um, he didn't have to retire. You know, the NBA, basically what the NBA does is they weed you out. So... By any means that he did not have to retire. He could have stayed in that league. He could play in that league now if he wants to. They get you out of here. They force you into retirement. They make you they force you into retirement. They draft certain people. They tank on purpose. So they can get the next up and coming rookie. They put you on the bench. You don't want to play on the bench. You too. You too good. You still good. So what they do is, what they do is, they don't sign you. They say, okay, then we're gonna make you a free agent. Now other teams don't want to sign you. Was they like, yo, nah, man? If you couldn't make it over there, then we don't want you over here. We don't want the headache. You know, it's the black sheep effect. That's what the NBA does. The NBA weeds out the players so they can bring these weak young players in so they can control the game. You know, they got to have control of the game. You can't have no smart people 
working with these billionaires, these millionaires. They don't want you to be smart. They want you to be dumb. They want you to take that money and play. Shoot and shut up. Shut up and shoot. You heard what the white lady said to LeBron? Shut up and shoot. This is what they want. So guys like Baron Davis were blackballed and kicked and pushed out the NBA. Just like you got guys like Steven Jackson, Carmelo Anthony. You know what I'm saying? So these guys think they, 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 people think that they can't play no more, but they can play. Joe Johnson. You know, you got these guys in the big three. You see them playing in the big three. They playing three-on-three basketball, but don't get it twisted, man. These dudes run. They work out, and they're in shape. You know, they're in better shape than half of us. You know, and guys like Allen Iverson, he couldn't play because he had a lot of injuries. But I'm guaranteeing you, if Allen Iverson wanted to stay in Philadelphia, he could have played at least another two years after they signed him. But he's seen what was going on. So he said, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm not even going to do this no more, man. I'm, I'm good. You know, I'm not going to mess up this team chemistry, this morale. You know, because he's a distraction. He's like a rock star. You know, you know Allen Iverson is a rock star. Any team he plays for is going to draw cameras and attention just to him. So he had to leave. He had to leave. You know, he had to make moves. If he didn't make moves, if he didn't make moves, it would have caused it would have caused a major tantrum in that locker room. You know, because he really didn't have to go. He could have stayed if he wanted to. I'm pretty sure the owners wanted him to stay there. I'm pretty sure they wanted him. But Allen Robinson wasn't selfish. He said, "You know what? Y'all gotta like." Nice little young squad over here, man. I'm just going to, like, you know, just take my show on the road. I'm going to be a family man. I'm just going to chill. And he left. I don't, I'm not sure when it's going to happen, but it'll happen. We're talking, to, we're talking about basketball tournament. It'll, it'll happen. You know, um, something else I want to talk about was Team USA. It's like Team USA is kind of mixy. You know, they got, they got a bunch of forwards taking some notes right here. It's too much of, it's too much, it's too much going on in this Team USA. So I'm taking notes of I'm I'm trying to take count of what's going on here. You know what I'm saying? So it's a lot that they're doing on Team USA. Okay, so we got the Team USA, the new Team USA. I was just doing something. They got four power forwards, five no, they have four power forwards, five small forwards, three centers, and three point guards. Um, I think that's I think that's a discombobulated basketball team. Um, they got too much of everything. Too much, too much in, in one. You know, it's just too much. So they got a, a roster total of 15 players. 
The coaches are Greg Popovich, Steve Kerr, Lloyd Pierce, and Jay Wright, Villanova University. If nobody knows who Jay Wright is, he's the championship, the national championship coach for the Villanova Wildcats, and the Villanova Wildcats play in Philadelphia on the main line. You know, a lot of people in Philly consider that not a Philadelphia team, but a lot of people in Philadelphia do consider it a Philadelphia team. Even though they're on the main line, they're still a Philadelphia team. Let's get that to. Let's get that correct. Um, the the power forward, the team they got, the, they got Bam Adebayo, Harrison Barnes, Jalen Brown, Kyle Kuzma, Brooke Lopez, Kyle Lowry, Chris Middleton, Donovan Mitchell, Mason Plumlee, Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, P.J. Tucker, Miles Turner, Kimball Walker, and Thaddeus Young. You know, a lot of people saying that they don't like this team. They say it's too much, um, too much of a. It's a team full of no talent. It's a team that has no talent. Um, I, 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 I beg to differ. You know, because I'm star. I'm putting stars next to the players that I think gonna hold weight. You know, I, I, I think this is a very good basketball team. It's a different basketball team. It's something that you've never seen before. It's a team that you've never seen before. We have yet to see a team like this win a gold medal. And um, I'm thinking that they can go undefeated. This is a very athletic basketball team. They got some of the best coaches in basketball. When you put Greg Popovich, Steve Kerr, and Jay, and Jay Wright, this championships. I'm talking about Greg Popovich, I think, has six championships. Probably more than that. He got six championships. Steve Kerr got about three, four. As a player, he got like four championships. You got Lloyd Pierce. I'm not sure what he has. You got Jay Wright, two national championships. These guys are coached by winners. You know, if my sons were to play basketball, you got to be coaching my son. You got to be able to coach the game of basketball. These 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 are credible sources right here. Greg Popovich coached Tim Duncan. Steve Kerr coached Ky- um, Steph Curry. You know what his resume looking like. He played with Michael Jordan. Jay Wright coached two two championships. And, not to mention, he's able to coach his, his old point guard, Kyle Lowry. Come on. This is going to be great. This is going to be great basketball. This is going to be great basketball right here. You know, so the star, the people I star that I, um, that I like on this team are the obvious. Harrison, Harrison Barnes, Jalen Brown, Kyle Lowry, Kyle Kuzma, Chris Middleton, Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum, and Kimber Walker. Come on, man. Can you imagine... Kimball Walker throwing an alley-oop to Jason Tatum or to Donovan Mitchell. So, you know, when you got these teams right here, this is not a dream team, but it's a team. It's a squad. You know, it's a squad. They didn't name the starting five yet. They ain't named the starting five. This is just a lineup. So they had to get the last few teams. I think Kyle Kuzma was the last player to um, accept the invitation. 
And Kyle Kuzman said, I would never turn that invitation down. He took it. You know, he took that. And um, I think it's only right. You know, you got a lot of the big-time money players like LeBron James and everybody, they denying playing for Team USA. They don't want to play for the team. You know, like Paul George and Russell Westbrook, they don't want to play for the team. Um, I think mainly they're just tired of playing for it. They did it. They don't want to do it no more. You know, I don't think it's politics involved. You know, a lot of people say they don't want to play because of Donald Trump and all this shit. That's foolishness, man. That's bullshit. These guys got a lot of wear and tear on their body. LeBron James want to win a championship now. He doesn't want to win another gold medal. He did it already. Let somebody else win a gold medal. You know what I'm saying? How many gold medals are you going to win? You know, but um, you got a new breed of basketball players, a new young breed of champions. They want to come in. They want to know what it feels like to stand up there and win a gold medal. You know? So you got to spread the love around. You got to share the love. You can't just get out there and just... Um, you can't just get up there and just say, I'm going to play every time. Yeah, man, it's a big risk, man. You know what I'm saying? LeBron trying to win a championship. You got to think, these guys been in the league for a minute. They want to win. So their their legs, their body is different. So now they're not young anymore. So when they play, it's a chance that they can sprain that ankle. It's a chance that they can twist that knee. They'll get like a, a, a groin pull or something like that. Or Achilles heel tear. You know, it's a chance. It's a big chance that they can get hurt. So they're trying to preserve their body for the next 80, for the upcoming 82 games. You see, all these players that I just named are young. They're probably all under like 30 years old. So um, they can do this. They can do this. They can go out there and jump and they like little kids out there. They can go out there and just jump and shit. Yeah, no, no, they not. They not. They not. It's 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 very it's, it's a lot of risk. It's a lot of risk and less reward when it comes to those players. It's a lot of risk and less reward. You know, um, the reward obviously is a gold medal. They have, I think, two gold medals. You know what I'm saying? So these dudes is like, nah, we we did that already, man. It's a lot of work, man. It's a lot of mental preparation. You know, it's a whole lot of mental preparation. Basketball is like more mental than anything you know your wheels gotta be turning them dudes wanna relax they wanna chill they wanna rest their body up go in the ice chamber get get it in ball they wanna go to war you know it's gonna be a rough season coming up cause you got this Lakers and Clippers team it's gonna be rough these dudes gonna be playing like they playing for the world first game of the season Lakers versus Clippers it's going to be like the Clash of the Titans. As soon as the jump ball go up, Patrick Beverly, he can see him smacking the floor, talking all that shit. It's going to get crazy. He ain't risking an injury playing in that game. You risking an injury playing in that game. It's going to be that fucking, it's going to be that physical. You know, you got, you got, you, you got um, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. Carmelo Anthony's up in the air. Nobody knows where he's going to go, but it's between Clippers and Lakers. That's, yeah. It's going to be crazy. It's the first game of the season and a Christmas game. So we're going to get some interest in basketball in 
couple of weeks. The Knicks deserve not to play on Christmas. But, but, that's always going to be a funny topic, the Knicks on Christmas. Because the Knicks have been playing on Christmas for a long time. Now, the Knicks going to be on Christmas, but not on TV on Christmas. But, um, I think that, matter of fact, I don't know if the Knicks going to actually play on Christmas Day. I don't even know if they got a game on Christmas. I got to check the schedule. But when the Knicks didn't sign that big-time free agent, they kind of messed up their TV, their TV schedule. You know what I mean? Messed up everything. It made everything look bad for them. You know what I'm saying? But but the Knicks, you know, the Knicks, I think they're going to be all right, man. The Knicks going to be all right. But, you know, I don't know why they would shit on the Knicks on TV now because they got the rookie. Everybody want to see the young boy. Everybody want to see him ball up. And I'm telling people, New York is only going to do something, do two things to him. New York City is going to make or break him. Um, he's a good kid. He, he come from a decent family, mother and father. He went to Duke. We're going to see a lot from him this year. We're going to see if he's the real deal. Because if he gets from October to November, if the Knicks have a good month of basketball, People are going to be like, damn, we should have put the Knicks on TV. You see, I think they jumped the gun with that Knicks not playing on TV on Christmas. Stick to the tradition. but Because um, they got the young rookie. They got a nice young squad, but they just got to figure out how to put the pieces together. And I want to see what the ball going to do, the coach, how um, he's going to figure this out, how he's going to put these players and make them juggle. All they need... All they need is some energy. And when I say energy, I'm talking about they need some veteran energy. They need some OGs on their team that's going to tell them how to be strong, how to be tough, and not let people run over them and stuff like that. Because teams are going to be trying to embarrass the Knicks. A lot of teams are going to try to embarrass the Knicks, one, because they're from New York City. Two... Is because the fans are so passionate and into that team. Whether the Knicks are losing, the fans are still behind them. So they're going to try to beat the Knicks and embarrass the Knicks. But this young baller's just got to jump out the gym. They got to just be with it. They got to know. They got to know how to. And I think I think something going to happen in New York that's going to catch people off guard. Something going to really happen in New York City. That's going to catch people off guard, man. They're not going to be prepared for what's to happen, what's to come. Because I've seen it before, man. I've seen a lot of teams get slept on. I've seen a lot of teams like New York's, like the New York Knicks be like, yo, these dudes going to be 0-82. And then they come out swinging. And they come out swinging and they like just winning. And you're like, damn, the whole the city got an got a identity again. You know, the city got an identity again. So um, they got the schedules already came out for the Christmas basketball. You know, the schedules came out already. You know what I mean? The Knicks just not on it. You know, they've been playing on Christmas for a long time. Knicks used to usually play Boston Celtics on Christmas. Or the Celtics play the Lakers. 
or the Knicks play somebody like Brooklyn. But it's usually a Knicks basketball on Christmas Day. It's something everybody can look forward to, some New York basketball. Now I guess we're going to be looking at Brooklyn basketball now. And I always told people that Brooklyn is not is not an official New York basketball team. They're not a team that I would root for. I don't care who they got. You could have God on that team. I ain't rooting for them. That's not a Brooklyn team. That's a New Jersey Nets team. And I talked to my boy about this a couple times. Knicks, the Brooklyn Nets are just the New Jersey Nets with a Brooklyn uniform. You know what I'm saying? Like, if they should have, they want to, they built the whole, you know, they built a big stadium, state-of-the-art stadium, um, the Barclays Center. They built this stadium in Brooklyn, in the middle of downtown. So give us a team. Don't give us somebody else's team. You know what I mean? Give us our own team. Let us be the judge of of it. Let us under let us let us let us tell you if they're great. Don't give us nobody's leftovers. What they did was they gave us leftovers from New Jersey, a swamp, and they put it in Brooklyn. And they call it the Brooklyn Nets. Give us our own team. We Brooklyn, we deserve it. We deserve our own identity. So I can never root for the Brooklyn Nets because that's not an original Brooklyn team. And I'm original Brooklyn. I'm not rooting for nobody that you just make us you just make us watch. I'm not even going to none of them games. I'm not a Brooklyn Nets fan. Nothing about that team is official to me. I can debate about I can debate with this team and I will win. Every time. Anybody that comes to me and says, well, Brooklyn, that's Brooklyn. No, it's not Brooklyn. It's New Jersey. Playing in Brooklyn. You want to give us a team? Give us our own team. Let us name our team. Give us five names and say we're going to let the fans pick the new Brooklyn team. Don't just build a team, build a stadium, give us this stadium, and then just give us, give us this trash team. And now is we supposed to root for them? It's weird. It's weird the way people think. And people are fooled by this. People are like, yo, the Brooklyn Nets. It's nobody in that stadium that represents our culture. It's a bunch of hippies and tourists. If you're from Brooklyn, you know what Brooklyn stands for. You know what Brooklyn is. You know what it means. You know, you say you're from Brooklyn and you automatically get respect. Depending on who you are. That's how we should feel about this new Brooklyn basketball team. We shouldn't feel no type of way. We should be like, yo, man, that's the Brooklyn Thrashers. Or the Brooklyn Dragons, just to make an example. It's our team. We pride for that. It's like the New York Knicks. Knicks fans are proud of that team. Knicks fans are proud to be Knicks fans because that team been around for years. Never left. Madison Square Garden is known as the mecca of basketball. You're not going to change that. 
Brooklyn will never be the mecca of basketball. It'll always be the Barclays Center. That's it. That's it. There's no way to get around it, man. Dudes can say whatever they want to say. That team will never be popping. You put Kyrie on that team. You put KD on that team. All you did was pay for a broken car. You put, you put Kevin Durant on that team. You pay for a used Toyota. That's all you did. You didn't make them the best team in the NBA. You didn't make the city better. You know, people get hype off this shit. Like, yo, let me tell you something. That's not original Brooklyn. You know? That's not original Brooklyn. I'm not going to sit here and let nobody tell me that that's original Brooklyn. You know what original Brooklyn is? Junior's Cheese Steak. Cheesecake. It's the only thing original. Downtown. <laughs> we don't have a team We borrowed a team But I'm pretty sure they're going to end up getting rid of that team A couple years from now When they stop selling When they figure out that they made a bad investment When they, when they figure out they made a bad investment The Brooklyn Nets will be The Milwaukee Nets probably You know what I'm saying The Nets been switching gears for years We don't need it. We don't need anybody else's basketball team, man. We don't need that. I'm never hyped for that. Them expensive seats. You know what I mean? You in my town. You in my town. You gotta have an original team. You can't give us nobody's leftovers, man. It just can't happen. It just can't happen, man. I'm passionate about Brooklyn, New York. I love Brooklyn. That's where I'm from. I don't never say I love New York. I love Brooklyn, man. You know, Brooklyn needs a basketball team that's real, that represents us, that represents the bloodthirsty fans. The heart and soul of it. You know, we the ones that, we the bricks that built the building. You know, we the ones that's, 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 that, that represent the city. Not the goddamn Brooklyn Nets, the New Jersey Nets. <laughs> they crazy, man. Shout out to everybody that tuned in, man. Thank y'all, man. Shout out to everybody that's about to tune in on the podcast. The podcast will be up in full in um, 10 minutes on every platform. You already know what it is, man. Shout out to everybody that's out there doing their thing. Get money. Don't be down on yourself. Practice, practice, practice. Whatever craft you're going to do, get busy with it. Make it happen. If you're playing basketball, shoot 100 shots a day. Let's get this paper. Let's do what we do. We out. It's New Wave Radio, New Wave TV, man. Peace.